This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, here with Stinky Pinky once again. How you doing, Chris? AZ, we are back. This is a big week for me. I am now in the win category. This is fucking awesome. Congratulations, Thanks, Chris. Friend, you did you finally make it into that win category. Yep. The only winless team is now Taylor at 0-4. Not a great spot to be in. Things are still not looking great for him. Yeah, I told him I was going to give him a, a win for his birthday. Nick Chubb had other plans. We took him down. Yeah, Nick Chubb definitely had other plans. He had a <laughs> hell of a week for you. Definitely took him down. That's a pretty rude statement that you're going to give him a gift for his birthday and then just snag it away like yeah, that. that was not nice. I don't regret it, though. No regrets. Absolutely no regrets, for sure. <laughs> uh, we have a bunch to talk about today. We're actually going to go into our standings as well. A little oh, recap yes. after uh, week four. Um, see where everybody lies after the four weeks. And uh, it's fairly interesting uh, where everybody's at, uh, especially with uh, Steve's ranking. Oh, my uh, gosh. I'm glad that we're going to be talking about Steve. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, let's go with the rankings right away. We'll, okay. we'll do the waivers right afterwards. But let's go in with a recap of the rankings. So, Chris, why don't you take that? Away. Okay, we're going to start with number one, who is Golden Girls at 3-1. and one. Biggest thing I want to talk about is the blow away of points four for, for Ben. He has 588 points, almost 100 more than everyone else in the league, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, that first week where he just absolutely dominated me with 197 or 198 points really helps that, but he's still been consistently putting up insane amount of points. And to look at the breakdown that he has... For if he played any single team on any given week, he would be forty-one and three right now. Yeah. His so the first week eleven and zero, next week ten and one, third week eleven and zero, and then last week he went nine and two. If he would have played anybody, so he like it doesn't really matter who who he would have played. He's playing amazing. Yeah. So congrats to Ben on a good start to the season. I hope we can turn it around as a league because I don't want to give him another championship. No, cannot do that. I want to take him down. Number two, we got Bolt Game, which is Alex, also at 3-1. and one. His, his roster has been quite good. Definitely relying on Keenan Allen and uh, Philip Rivers being fantastic. But mostly, I think Christian McCaffrey, his start, fantastic play so far. Oh, the, the McCaffrey play has been really carrying him a lot. But also, Rivers has been playing well to allow that to happen as well. Yeah. Um, and he also is second, tied for second with the breakdown. He's tied with Danny at 29-15. and 15. So he's definitely earned that second place spot as well. But again, second place is 29 and 15. First place is 41 and three. Yeah, and he has uh, second most points in the league. So good for you, Alex. Have a great start of the season. Third place, we got Danny Fornicating Cousins, also three and one. Another great start to the league here for him. I think a big one here is this Patriots defense. They're fantastic. Yes. I don't think his roster is that good. I think the Patriots defense is awesome. Yes, the Patriots defense is definitely allowing his weaker assets to be hidden because they're putting up like 20-plus points a week, it seems like, at this point. That being said, he didn't play them this week, so that kind of hurt him, and we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But that being said, so I think he's only played them two of the four weeks that he's had them. What an idiot. <laughs> what is he thinking? <laughs> But yeah, good for you, Danny. Three and one, and also great start for them too. Yeah, as I mentioned, he is twenty nine fifteen as well, tied with uh, 
Alex for the breakdown. Okay, fourth place, also at 3-1. Tons of 3-1 teams this year. We got Just a Kittle Bit Gay, which is Gould. First of all, loving that name change. I think it's fantastic. Love the, the name change. Um, he doesn't actually have the kicker gay. He just is a little kid a bit gay. Are you sure he doesn't have him now? I'm I think joking. He does. he does actually have him. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. I honestly it didn't even matter to me because I think he is at least. Yeah, so he's having a good hot start. Um, he's 25 and 19 on the breakdown. So again, he's earned that spot. He's doing very well um, with the breakdown. So he, he deserves to kind of be in that spot. For sure, riding the uh, great start of Dalvin Cook, who's been fantastic this oh, yeah. season. Absolute beast. After that, we have walking over to my homies, which is Brandon, also 3-1. and one. Another 3-1 and one team, believe it or not. His team has been riding on the back of his Chiefs, which are fantastic. Obviously, Sammy Watkins had a great week one. Patrick Mahomes has just been lights out. His team is actually, his, he's had quite a bit of change just in general. In yeah, team. well, there's been so many trades, so many different things going on with his roster. So, yeah. yeah, it's been all over the place, but he's still got a good record, and he has a very good team. He actually lost last week to Ben, um, and that's really where it is for him. He played it's against an absolute there, powerhouse yeah. team. Yeah, okay, next, sixth place, we have Trudeau's Blackface, 3-1 and one Steve. And this is where things don't make any sense. How many uh, how many points four does um, Steve have? Can you see it there on your I screen? I can't see it on my screen. So oh, here, let me tell you. Three hundred and eighty-seven points. Oh my! So he has the same record as Ben. Yep. But he has nearly two hundred points less. More, yeah, more than two hundred points less. That is absolutely bonkers. His breakdown is fifteen and twenty-nine. That is insane. To be three and one with that is fucking crazy. That's absolutely insane. And it just shows that there's so much luck that's involved with fantasy. That who are you playing? That matters so much. And of course, injuries and all that kind of stuff. But like the matchup has a major impact on what your record's going to look like. And Steve's proving that right now. He's three and one with an absolutely terrible breakdown. Yeah. So let's see if that's going to be enough. Maybe he got lucky here. His team's going to turn it around late in the season and be fantastic. Who knows how it's going to go. Maybe he'll crash, but these first couple weeks will have saved him. We have no idea, so I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes with that. Yeah. Uh, seventh place, we have Stu. Diarrhea turned the John Brown. Another name change. He yeah. listened to the... It took him a couple weeks, yeah. but he realized that the, the Scantling Clyde thing just wasn't working for us. We, no, we just didn't appreciate right. that name. And I definitely appreciate this name, so definitely the kudos to Stu yeah, for after it. making the change, and I like it. Yeah, great name change. He is, as I said, he's 2-2 two and two in 7th place. He's had a couple good weeks, a couple really bad weeks. So he's kind of up and down. He's clearly he has uh, Deshaun Watson, who hasn't been performing that well for him so far this, this season. Mm-hmm. To get through it 2-2 two and two, with, I think, the upturn of what Deshaun Watson's going to do, I think he's in an okay spot right now. Yeah, so he's 18-26 and 26 with his breakdown. First week was 6-5, and five. next was 9-2. and two. But then his last two weeks, 2-9 and nine and 1-10. and 10. Definitely not going to get the job done. Yeah, so we'll see how that turns around for him. If he can uh, go back to repeat as champion and see. Uh, next, we have a bunch of one and three teams now. Starting off with Frazier. I sour with my socks on. Yeah, and he's a uh, twenty-two and twenty-two with that breakdown. Um, he is. He is. He was five and six the first week. Then he was eleven and zero. Oh. That second week. So he, that's the, when he beat Ben. And that's the one week where, that, where Ben got beat on that one. Yeah. And then it was 4-7 and seven and 2-9. and nine. So he's, he's doing fine. Again, he would be at like 50-50 right now. He's only 1-3. So 
his roster is looking pretty decent, and he just shouldn't have too many concerns for the future. But it's definitely not a powerhouse team by any means. Yeah, he's just trying to he's trying to battle to stay away from a, a third dilly. Um, his roster can go either way, in my opinion. A triple dilly is still on the table for sure. Absolutely, I have no doubt in my mind it's still on the table. Next, we got Nolan, who's been shooting up the rankings. Cook Baker, touchdown maker, one and three record. He had his first win last week as well, so congrats to you, Nolan. Not only did he have his first win, he was also the highest scoring team, 11 and 0 on that breakdown for last nice. week. Nice, wait a minute, Nolan. So, first week he was 1 in 10, then 4 and 7, then 1 in 10 again, then boom, explosion week for him, and he's able to get um, all the wins. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, Nolan. That's, uh, your roster's going in the right direction. He also sat Jordan Howard with that big old performance, too, so he had a great week. Wow. Hopefully, he can turn it around. Next, going the wrong way. We got your team, Adam. Gallup Miles to hide from Brown. You're one and three as well, and you're going the wrong direction, unfortunately. Yeah, things are not looking great. I had John Ross now on injury reserve, going to be gone for six to eight weeks. Um, another loss. It's just really disappointing. I wasn't expecting a win this week, but it was quite an embarrassing loss. Um, it just is not looking good, but... Things are looking a little bit rosier for the future. Saquon is just an absolute mutant of a human and a high ankle sprain that's going to take people four, six, eight weeks. It's two weeks. He's, he's literally dancing at practice and making cuts. Like It makes no sense. He's an absolute freak. I love the dude. Generational talent, and apparently he's superhuman and can heal much faster. He's Wolverine. Yeah, it's kind of similar to like Adrian Peterson who just had like freak injury healing processes yeah. maybe he can do the same my only fear i just i just don't want them to rush him back i agree i do not want them to play him this week i yeah. yes, i don't even dancing. know like next week though too he's I think dancing he's at practice him. whatever he, he don't put him in there for an actual football game let him sit next week though from what i've seen he should be able to play we'll see i guess uh, there's a lot of time now to see this is obviously unheard of coming back this quick but we'll see i just I never. I don't want to lose this talent that he is by rushing up a back and injury like this. I agree. So we'll see. Next, we got 11th place, which is me. My Nick is getting chubby. First win for as well for me, and I'm moving the right direction. Yeah, and you're on the bottom of the breakdown. Just yeah. to let you know. Yeah, you, I you are the last 13 and 31. Um, so the breakdown's not great, but last week you were 10 and one with that breakdown. So that really boosted up your numbers, which I just realized makes it that. You had 0 and 11, 3 and 8, then 0 and 11, then you had this giant week. So, congratulations yeah. on boosting those numbers with this one. Good week. It good wasn't week just a win, you. it was a really good week. Yeah, it was fantastic. Last place, we have Taylor. Everybody stay calm at 0 and 4, the only winless team so far. Quick, I just want to point out so he has 398 points. Is that the lowest points in the league, Adam, for, uh, for total points? I don't think so. Isn't it Steve? It is Steve. At 3 and 1, who has less points than everyone else in the league. It's fucking crazy. So, Taylor, uh, that's rough luck, buddy. Absolutely. And I will just kind of go with it now. I'm not even going to have the drop or anything like that for the gauntlet. I was the last in the gauntlet. I have been eliminated. The two hosts are now eliminated from the gauntlet yeah, tournament. That sucks. But Taylor, who is 0-4, he's, he's able to just... He's scraping by. He's scraping by. He's still in the gauntlet competition. Going back to Stu's team. Stu has been the second lowest scoring team the last two weeks. Um, and... He's, again, just scraping, holding on. So both those guys are probably close to getting eliminated from the gauntlet, but they're not yet. 
They, as long as they keep on just getting enough, they should survive. So things are getting very interesting there. It's very sad that both of us are now eliminated <laughs> from that suck, gauntlet, yeah. though. But yeah, I love how you brought it up with Taylor. 0-4, it doesn't really matter in that sense with the gauntlet. It just matters. Don't be the worst team each week, and he's not done that. So good for you, man. Staying alive. I wonder how Taylor would feel if he gets one win, and it's that last win where there's only two people left in the gauntlet, and he has more points than that person that's still in there and so he's, he's terrible his whole season's garbage but he wins the gauntlet, wins I, the gauntlet. I wonder how much he actually cares about the gauntlet <laughs> and if that would be some sort of saving grace for him can you imagine if he got the dildo and the gauntlet he got both trophies because oh, technically it's possible yeah you you're could right. do it. it it would technically be possible for that to happen that would be and, freakishly hard yeah, but that, it's possible that'd be hilarious <laughs> all right so that's great little mid-season i guess one third of the way through no yeah. quarter way through the season quarter way through the season breakdown here so let's see. Again, things can change. Things can happen in reverse really quickly. So I'm looking forward to the next breakdown too. Hopefully my team moves up from this uh, 11th place, 1-3 record. Yeah, I think a lot of people are hoping for better days. And some teams are hoping that it keeps on staying clear for them. <coughs> Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but all right, let's get into our waivers for this past week. Um, it is October 3rd, by the way. Just if anybody's wondering... What the date is for this airing? It is Thursday, where the game tonight is mm-hmm. going to be the Good Rams game. versus the Seahawks. Excellent matchup tonight. Can't wait to watch that. Um, so again, this podcast will be out before the Thursday night game. Give it a listen beforehand as you're waiting. Get a little bit hyped. Get some information about some fantasy players and have some enjoyment. Um, right away for the waivers, I'm going to jump back actually to a free agent that was picked up just before the waivers which was Chris Herndon. He is a tight end for the New York Jets. He was suspended, but he's going to be coming back this week. Next week. Is it next week? Okay, yep. regardless. He's a guy that last year had some success. Things were looking good for him, and Ben was able to pick him up. And Andrew was quite upset that Ben was able to grab him. Yeah, Andrew's upset. He made a comment about it. Why is no one looking out? This is a great move by Ben. Grabbing him while they're on their bye, he gets him in free agency, so he gets to avoid the waiver pickup period. Chris Herndon, I'm sure, would have got picked up by somebody. Some Definitely some tight end needy teams out there. He would have had been paid for. So Ben gets him for free. It's a great ad. Again, he does have to sit one more week. So he had a four-week suspension. They had a week four bye. So that means one more week he's going to sit. But after that, with Sam Donald coming back, they had a great connection last year. Maybe he can do something. I think it's a great ad. Yeah, the mono boy. People are talking. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about, again... They originally said like two weeks. I had already explained how that was absolutely bonkers, insane. Clearly didn't happen. I thought four weeks even was early. The four weeks would be like, well, I guess five weeks would be next week when he plays. That seems a little bit more feasible, but I would still have concerns over the spleen. Like yeah. I, like I, that, that like literally could kill you. Like if you get like that ruptured spleen in game because it's inflamed, it's, it's something where you do, don't want to ruin this guy's career or his life by putting him out there. So I hope the Jets are being cautious enough with his health. Obviously, they're not the same team without him. They really need him to be out there. And if Sam Darnold's out there, then the Chris Herndon pickup's awesome. If he misses another week for week six, then he's a guy that's kind of sitting on your bench. Who knows what's going to happen there? So are, is Darnold is being considered to play this weekend, is he not? Yeah, so he's yeah he's apparently been taking all of the week one snaps. Okay, so I agree. I don't think he should play. I think it's crazy. But if he even if he sits this week and both him and Herndon come back together next week, maybe that'll be enough, right? I don't know. That being said, you're you're right. It's not worth risking it, especially for a team that 
I don't think they're in a playoff position. Are they 0-4 right now? The Jets are 3-1 the, and one at best. The team. I'm not even sure what the Jets' record is. I, yeah, they, they're not looking good right now for sure. Yeah, you're going to take a look for me, yeah, so I appreciate that, yeah. that. And sorry, you were confusing me there. Yeah, they, are, they just had their bye. So they're potentially thinking of playing him in Week 5 this week. Yes. And I think that would be a massive mistake. I think that is just too dangerous on the human Sam Darnold. Agreed. Okay, let's see what we got here for their record. Um, I'm seeing it right here. They're, 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 they're 0 and, oh, and 3. Yeah, they're 0 yes. 3. They had the bye. It's, yeah, it's, they're playing Philadelphia. That's a tough defense. I, yeah, I'm not liking that. But um, regardless, we'll jump back. The Chris Herndon, nice little pickup by Ben. We'll kind of see where that goes. But he's a, a guy that's a young, great talent. Yeah, for sure. And then the next one we got. So the highest paid player this week is going to be Geronimo Allison. Picked up by Fraser for 14 fab. This is a big one just because of the Devontae Adams injury. He's expected to be out at least this week, possibly a few weeks. There should be an uptick in, ta- in uh, snaps and targets for Geronimo Allison. Yeah, so Fraser picked him up for that 14. Exactly what you just said. There's going to be a huge amount of snaps available to Geronimo with Adams out. And I was actually able to acquire him in a trade this week from Fraser. Um, I gave him 17 fab. Now, you're thinking, why didn't I just put 17 fab on him on the waiver wire to get him in the first place? Yes. I actually did not even put any bids on Geronimo. And it's because I thought he was on somebody's team. This was a huge gaffe on my part. I didn't even look. I didn't search Geronimo's Geronimo's name up. Because I just assumed that he'd be a, at least a benchable asset on somebody's roster. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just like go and try and get somebody else. And I did try and get somebody else, and I was unsuccessful. I'll get into that when that player comes up. Okay. But then I saw that he was taken. I was like, oh, that's not too bad. Then, just from the heavens, Fraser sends me a text saying, Geronimo is available for a trade if you need wide receiver help. And I'm like, all right. I took, it took a long time for me to respond to him. I said, all right. 14 Fab and Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson would be the player that I would have dropped to have space for Geronimo. So it was no real loss to me. He is now the third string running back in um, Los Angeles for the Chargers. Didn't really think he would be a guy that you'd ever be able to start. Even when it was just Austin Eckler and him, he was not really that productive. So toss him out there, get the 14 Fab, and Fraser's okay. 17 Fab and it's a deal. Probably could have done a little bit more bartering, maybe got 15, 16 Fab. Waited about an hour, said, you know what, let's do it. Send the trade out, and I was able to acquire him. Um, and I'll get into more detail why that's even more important when we get to the trades later. But just wanted to mention that Fraser did get Geronimo, but then I was able to acquire him in a trade this week for the 17 Fab and Justin Jackson. Yeah, so a bit of movement there. Great to bring it up right now, you're right. Next one we got is Jimmy Graham going to Stu for 13 Fab. So this is another one that we were just kind of talking about with Target's going to be opening up without uh, Devontae Adams there this week. He's a big red zone threat. He definitely had an uptick in targets when Devontae Adams went out that game. He's had a couple games where he's been really good, a couple games he's been a complete ghost. So it's hard to say what's going to happen there. I have no problem with picking up Jimmy Graham just in general with a difficult situation with tight ends. I don't think 13 fab is a ridiculous amount, but I just think Jimmy Graham, he's definitely going to be inconsistent yeah this is i think his third team that he's been on this year so far yeah and so for week one nine points week two zero points so i think he was on the waiver wire for week one yes exactly so he was not on a team for that first week nobody had him 
Then Minnesota for week two, zero points, guest drop. Denver, zero points. And then Philadelphia, 12.1 points. Not on a roster for that week. So he's never actually produced for somebody that's pretty, actually I'm, played him. I don't know if it's been multiple rosters. I know for sure he was on Steve's roster, and I think it was for both of the zero weeks. And then he dropped him, and then he had the ones again. Yeah, so <laughs> Which it's one sucks. Of, I, I actually like the pickup for this week yeah um because yes we, as we've talked about Devonta adams is out so that's why both of the highest wave of wire fab bids were green bay people that can catch the ball which made complete sense to me and i think Stu is going to be happy with him this week and where the tight end landscape is every single week when we do the waivers there's multiple tight ends try and get picked up or just a lot of movement with tight ends there's a lot of problems so the pickup, I think, is very nice. I don't think he overspent for him, and I think he'll produce this week. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's in a good position. Who do they play the week after, Adam? Because you're saying specifically this so week. It's, is that- yeah, it's Dallas this week, um, and then they have Detroit, and then they have Oakland, and okay. then they have Kansas City. So those three matchups right afterwards could also be really good games for him, especially if Adams is out for multiple weeks. Yeah, and with a turf toe injury, I think it's expected he'll miss a, more than one week, in, yeah. in my opinion, so this could be a really good My prediction back. is going to be two weeks of Adams being out, and then he would return for that Oakland game, but still, I, with the tight end landscape, I think Jimmy is going to have an uptick for the, at least the next two weeks. Yeah, so I think it's a pretty good add. Next, we got the Tennessee Titans defense, who are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills this week. That's going to stew for 11 fab this is someone i put a waiver wiver um or bid in for him unfortunately i have almost no fab i wasn't able to get him this is going to be i think a great defense to play this week it's possibly josh allen's possibly matt barkley nevertheless it's going to be a low scoring game in my opinion i think this is a pretty good defense so to do that i think it's a great ad especially them being at home yeah they've had uh some pretty good weeks thus far the first week 25 points which really jumps them up and then they had 13 which is still a great week down to six against Jacksonville, and then back to 12 against Atlanta. But yeah, there's, I don't think there's any chance that Josh Allen plays in this game. You're playing against a backup quarterback in Buffalo. It's a really good matchup for the Titans, and it's a great pickup. It's a pretty good amount for a defense, though, putting mm-hmm. 11 down on them. But it could be a team that you keep for a while. Like, that's what, yeah, that's the big So that's it, why yeah. it's not just a, a streaming defense. It's a t- defense that Stu could keep for a while because he did drop the Baltimore Ravens defense. A lot of hype going into the season that things would be good for the Baltimore uh, defense. It has been the exact opposite of that. They've been absolute trash garbage. So Stu needed to make a flip. He is a Baltimore Ravens fan, so good on him to make that change and grab a pretty good defense. Yeah, and then so they have Denver. They're going to Denver next week after, which I think is a pretty plus matchup. Then they have to play at home against the Chargers. Who knows there? But you're right. I think it's at least more than a one-week ad, so they're in a pretty good spot. Next after that, we have Danny adding Auden Tate for nine fab. Is this the receiver that you were talking about? This is exactly the receiver I was talking about. Um, with John Ross going on injury reserve, I had John Ross. I knew I needed to try and fill some sort of a spot there. So I did try and pick up Auden Tate. He's had been targeted a lot. He's a really big wide receiver for Cincinnati. That offense was absolutely atrocious last week versus Pittsburgh on the Monday night game. But it's a little bit, not a little bit, it's a way better matchup against Arizona this week. And with A.J. Green still not back, somebody's going to catch the ball. I think Eifert's also going to have a little bit of an uptick. Uzama, the other Titans, is going to have an uptick. But I think Auden Tate is going to be the biggest beneficiary of John Ross going out. 
Um, so I think it's a great play. He might not be a guy that you can play for super long when A.J. Green gets back. He'll probably be pushed to the side a little bit because yeah, Tyler so Boyd too. is still a great wide receiver there. Um, but nine's not outrageous. I did bid six, dropped it down to three because then I was like less confident on the situation. And then it, I would have got him regardless. So I felt good that I dropped it down to three. If it would have gone for like five, I would have been pretty upset that I dropped it down. Because um, I didn't think a lot of people would have them him on the radar. Um, but apparently Danny was listening and, and got in there. Yeah, so past few weeks for... So at Buffalo, he had 88 receiving yards. Then last week against Pittsburgh, he had 50 receiving yards. He's a big physical receiver. He's a big dude. Again, as you're talking about with those... Um, targets opening up. He has a chance to do something. He's he's just a, he's a risky guy, but it doesn't mean he's a bad ad at all. I don't think it's a great matchup. So like, yeah. for this week, I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after that, we got uh, Steve adding CJ ProSize for seven fab. What are you doing? <laughs> First of all, just the ad for seven fab. He had three carries for like four yards and a touchdown, and so three carries. He gets the one touchdown. It's because Rashad Penny's out. Rashad Penny's going to be back. And then guess what? Steve already dropped him to grab another player off free agency. And then he dropped that player. And then he picked up somebody else. I, it was like something about Bolden. What was it? Who did he grab? Oh, yeah. So he grabbed Brandon Bolden, who is the running back from New England, who he's never going to oh, touch he's the ball. a lot of drops. There. And then he ended up eventually getting... Okay, then he went to Mohamed Sanu. Then he ended up with Dante Pettis. So really, he played seven fab for Dante Pettis, even though he could have got Dante Pettis for free off the free agency. Just seven fab for the guy that had three carries and a touchdown? Like, that just makes no sense to me. I don't think anybody bid on him. No, yeah, I think it is a, a little bit confusing, especially because, I, yeah, I agree that everyone, or it was trending to Rashad Penny coming back. Uh, good for you to just kind of cut your losses and move on. Cut your losses, like the the you wake up, you're like, oh sweet, I got that weight. Oh no, okay, see you later, gone. <laughs> bye bye, seven fab. That was fun. Just piss yeah, into the you, wind. You lost, yeah, you can't give away fab again. If you want to do that again, just give it to me. You're saying you got fab to burn. You never have fab to burn. That's valuable uh, commodity. So that's rough. But all I'm saying is, I did I did it a few weeks ago when I I added. Jason Witten, I did. I think I only did two fab at that point, and then I dropped them again. But two, two, I can kind of live with. One is more reasonable, but seven like that's a that's a reasonable amount of yeah, like your percentage. Amount, yeah, fab for sure. Okay, after that one, we got Brandon paying five fab for AJ Brown. So he had a huge week, obviously last week. He had a week. massive week. Yeah. Big thing is three targets. Okay, so that's these this reflection of ninety four yards and two touchdowns on three targets. He caught them all. Bro, obviously. he catches a touchdown sixty six point six percent of the time on yeah last week. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now he goes into Buffalo, though. I think he'll probably be covered by Trey White. I'd be covering him instead of Corey Davis. This isn't a high-passing offense, so you just kind of got to hope it's going to bust your way. He's not a player that I'll ever feel comfortable putting in my starting lineup. Not, no. with, not with Mariota, not with that Tennessee offense. No chance. I don't trust Mariota at all to pass the ball. Like you said, the targets are not that high. His receptions are not that high. He is that boom kind of a player, yeah. and it can work out. You're just absolutely terrified if he's in your starting lineup, though. He could goose you very easily. He's had one week of 10 um, fantasy points, a week of 2.5, and, and then a week of 0.4. Then he had that big one of 21.4. So it's, it's fine. It's only 5 fab. I figured somebody would grab him after that big week that he had. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that most people would even start him. They'll have him 
but there's going to be way too much inconsistency with that offense. Yeah, like the talent of A.J. Brown is fantastic. He's a rookie. He should just keep getting better. My issue is more, and I think your issue as well, is just the Tennessee Titans offense. Also, what kind of sucked, I played against A.J. Brown in our uh, Dynasty League last week. I'm like, who, who, first of all, who plays this guy? <laughs> then after that, he just blows up. It was ridiculous. Um, so, something similar to that situation. I was forced to play Jalen Samuels last week. <laughs> I literally expected him to get like three carries and like just like <laughs> yeah. maybe get me like a point. Like, I literally was expecting that. They ended up running the wildcat, yeah. throwing <laughs> balls. He gets like over 20 <laughs> points or near 20 points. I was like, well, that worked out really well. I ended up, I still lost. Oh, okay. It was one of those weeks where, like, again, I put him in there because I knew I was going to lose. I was like, whatever, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to drop somebody to like try and fill a spot yeah, here. Yeah. And it ended up being insane. So, <laughs> I guess it's one of those things. You just toss a guy out there, hope for the best, and I guess it worked against you, and it worked for me last yeah. week in that dynasty league. There you go. Okay, next we got Danny adding Baker Mayfield for three fab. So who does Cleveland play this week? Oh, San Fran on Monday night. So um, San Fran's defense has been good so far. They've only played three games because they had the bye last week. Yeah. But their defense looks really good right now. Yeah, it's tough to say because like I think there's just been so much like high expectations for Baker this year. He hasn't yet performed to that point. When now we have San Fran, who is a defense that had very low expectations, who's been really performing well coming off of a bye. So we'll kind of see what can happen. But like, look at his matchup. He has San Francisco, then he has Seattle. The Seattle defense isn't unbelievable, yeah, but it's like bad. still not bad. Then it's a bye, then it's New England. So it's not like you have plus matchups coming forward. On top of that, Jarvis Landry has a concussion right now, probably not going to play on Monday. Yeah. Um, they've lost uh, Njoku for the season. They've got Ricky Seals-Jones in there, who played well last week. I think he got two touchdowns or like had some good plays. Yeah. Um, but the offense is diminished with the injuries and you have really tough matchups coming up so I, I i would not want to start baker at all in the next like four weeks so i so danny also has josh allen he also has drew Brees. so i think for cousins is, or <laughs> yeah four quarterbacks a record, <laughs> record four quarterbacks on his roster so we'll see yeah like i think it's he's doing it as like a one week rental for three fab it's fine there's also Antonio Callaway. He's coming back off suspension this week. He had a couple flashing games last week. He drops know. the ball all the time. He does. But we'll see how it can go. Um, he's playing against me. If Baker plays, I'm not overly concerned, but I could also see him lighting it up because who knows how things go sometimes. But next we got me. My neck is getting chubby. Chris adding the Tampa Bay Bucks defense for two fab. Tampa Bay goes to New Orleans to play this week. I don't love it, but I just... Felt like it was my best option on the waiver wire outside of Tennessee. Yeah, there wasn't a huge amount of options out there this week. Again, yeah, Tennessee was out there. You try to put a bid on them, couldn't quite get them. And so, yeah, having the box is not bad. They allowed a lot of points last week, but yes, it was the Rams. They have, they're offensive-minded. It was a hugely high-scoring game, so it was just a lot. Um, but I still think New Orleans is... Pretty good. I, I know they have the backup quarterback in there, but they have a lot of good pieces in there. They have, they're a very yeah. well-run team. But Todd Bowles, as a defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, he's been he's impressed me this year because I expected nothing from the Tampa Bay defense, and they've had some good games so yeah, far. They've had a couple good weeks. So week one against San Fran, they got 17 points. Against Carolina week two, they got 11 points. Then the Giants week three, they got eight points. Last week against the Rams, they got 11. So... They're fine. Again, not, not someone that I'm overly excited to play. It's just a tough situation on what I could grab off the waiver wire. I needed a defense to start because I wasn't going to play 
uh, the Colts against Kansas City. Yeah, that's definitely an awful idea. And we are at the 30-minute mark right now, Let's and we haven't even pace. got into right, we'll, our we'll recap and our weekly picks. <laughs> so I do just want to rip through these next ones. Matt Gay to Andrew's team. That's why just a, just a kill that Gay is his name now. Um, the team's been scoring a lot. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford for one to Taylor. Everybody stay calm. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you got to try and convince yourself to stay calm if you got Stafford going on your lineup there. Uh, we got Robbie Gould for one to Cook, Baker, Touchdown, Maker, Nolan. Uh, and then we have Raquel Armstead going to Taylor again for zero fab. He is a backup running back for Jacksonville. I think he got into the end zone last week, so he had a little bit of points. But really, that's a Fournette show. I think they're just giving him a little bit of rest. Yeah. Next one. Actually, that was it right yeah. there. So that, that was all of the waivers. We went deep, man. We went really deep. I know we had the standings that we talked about in the beginning there, but we talked really deep on all those players. Hopefully, you have a little bit of extra information and our thoughts on that, and maybe it'll make some decisions for you. All right, so let's quick just go over these trades then, I guess. We kind of already talked about yours. Let's finish talking about yours quick. So you had the 17 Fab and Justin Jackson going to Frazier. You get Geronimo Allison. So Frazier added for 14 Fab, so he pretty much he added 3 Fab and Justin Jackson, who... In most people's opinion, I think he's a droppable asset right now. Yeah. But he did add a few extra fab. Now, that's all I want to talk about for that section. There was a giant trade that happened, a three-way trade that had some influence on this decision for me. Okay. So the three-way trade was in between Brandon, Taylor, and Ben. Now, Ben acquired Kenny Galladay and Daniel Jones. And then Brandon got Terry McLaurin and 60 fab... That's ginormous. Taylor got Aaron Rodgers. Ben gives up five fab and Taylor pays 55 fab. So that's that 60 fab that ends up going to Brandon. Um, And really, I think Ben gets an upgrade with the wide receiver and Kenny Galladay. He's been looking really good. They've been targeting him a lot. Taylor gets the upgrade with Aaron Rodgers. And then Brandon's the one with Terry McLaurin, who now has a hamstring issue. He's looked amazing. And he did trade him away originally to Ben, but then he got him back. Hamstring issue now, which is not good, but and then the 60 fab. I would rather have an actual player that I know is good rather than the 60 fab for a potential later. Yeah, it's tough to say. So I think, how would you rank who wins the trade in what section? I'm going to give, I think, a win to both Taylor and to Ben, and then I think the loss is going to Brandon. I completely agree with that for sure. Um, again, the, the player that Brandon actually received is injured. And the Washington offense is just in shambles right now. Um, and then Taylor got that Aaron Rodgers. Now, I am playing Taylor this week. So he has Aaron Rodgers that he's obviously going to be starting. I now have Geronimo, one of his top targets. So if you throw Aaron Rodgers throws a touchdown pass to Geronimo, it helps me more than it helps Taylor. And I think that's going to be a massive influence on who wins this week. Because it's going to be a really close week. Yeah, I think it will be too. Um, before we completely just crash on Brandon's trade here it's always going to look like a loss in my opinion when you're getting a ton of fab back so it's it's so it's hard to materialize who that fab's going to turn into later so it's hard to say if he's a loser here we'll see how the season turns out if there's going to be some big injuries where he just is able to get some league winning player with that fab maybe he can't it's just it's just up in the air but i think uh the other two teams instantly get better instantly yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there was actually two other trades. We had four trades since our last episode, which is amazing. The, the trading has been just yeah, chaotic and wild and awesome this year for our fantasy league. So it's been awesome to try and track that and just a lot of movement. It's 
I don't know. Do you think there's a specific reason why this year there's been so many more trades? I, I don't know if there's a specific reason why. Someone brought up the fab trading, but that's been happening in the past two. Maybe it's everyone's just getting more comfortable with trading fab, more comfortable with just with the fab system in general, and that's helped facilitate. I think, I think you're right. I think it's just the more of the comfort. Last year, it was kind of a feeling out process of how kind of fab is yep. functioning with our league, and now we are much more fluid and just letting that stuff fly, so I yeah. love it. I'm loving how much our league's trading. I think it's fantastic. It's yeah. exciting. Um, so then there was another, I think, pretty big trade that was Kareem Hunt, which was on Taylor's team, to Brandon for Tyrell Williams. Now, it's not just straight up like that. Taylor agreed that every time he starts Tyrell Williams, he gives six fab to Brandon. I think that's insane. Yeah. So, I don't... Brandon is just going to be hoarding fab right now. And I I don't know if he's overvaluing fab. It's hard to say. Again, we're pretty new to the system. In my opinion right now, he's overvaluing fab. He's giving away good startable players for players he can't start right now. And then just stocking up fab. I get his team right now is 3-1, and one, but it's not like it's a powerhouse by any means. He's giving away players who I would be starting. Kareem Hunt, just in my mind right now, I don't even think he should be rostered. He's a player who's going to come into a backup role when he comes back. Essentially, he's on injured reserve right now because he's out for another six weeks. All right, so that's a ton of time. Yep. Six weeks, injured reserve for a backup running back who can't come to the team at all. He's not allowed in team facilities. He's not... He is new to the team as well. New to the team, has no idea what's going on in the offense, so he's going to take a couple weeks to adjust, and then maybe the system goes well, he takes over, he gets some carries. It's possible to go it that way. That's a lot of risk to give up a player who's been performing really, really well in Tyrell Williams. He's the number one target for a team who clearly has been hyper-targeting. He's been scoring a lot. So I, I wouldn't have done this straight. I think Taylor gets better by doing this. That being said, giving away that fab, why don't you talk about that, what well, you think of it? The, one, Tyrell Williams is, has an injury right now, so he might not even play this week. Okay. But regardless, you, I think you're, you're putting yourself in such a garbage situation where maybe Tyrell Williams is the guy that you should start, but you're con- contemplating him, him and another player. You end up going with the other player because you don't want to give up the six fab, and then it ends up happening where Tyrell gets more points, and you're going to feel like garbage because you didn't want to give up that six fab. Now, they have agreed that if Taylor has not enough fab to give to Brandon, that then it's fine, that he doesn't actually have to give it to him. But then that puts Taylor in another situation where maybe he's overspending his fab because he wants to get rid of it because yeah. he doesn't want to have to deal with this six fab every time he wants to start a good player. So I, just, I would never agree to a trade like this. It's Like if you were Taylor, you wouldn't be saying this six fab. Is oh, that's absolutely what you're not. Saying? No, yeah. I, I, I hate the idea of this trade where I have to give you fab if I'm starting a player on my roster. I just don't like it at all. I think the trade would have been fair if it was just Kareem Hunt for Tyrell Williams. Oh, but, really? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think it still would have been fair with that because you are, I think, biased because you have Nick Chubb on your team. Yeah, you want him possible, to be the, yeah. the number one guy. Absolutely. Kareem Hunt is an amazing talent. He's an idiot, but he's an amazing talent. And he'll eventually be very powerful, especially when it gets into those important weeks of the playoffs. And I think he's going to make an impact not right away, but maybe the second week that he's eligible, he's going to be probably splitting carries there. Okay, so quick, how I, I get what we've seen on the field from Kareem Hunt has been an amazing talent. What we've seen on the field from Nick Chubb has been an amazing talent. I think we can agree with that. I definitely agree. Okay, so we, now we're going to look at the Kansas City running back situation. Guess who else has been an amazing talent in that running back situation? Literally every single other player who has played there. Fair enough. So we've only seen Kareem Hunt in a system where every other running back has, has succeeded, including Damian Williams, who's been a backup everywhere, including Miami, gets cut from a bunch of teams. He succeeded there. 
Obviously, last year, LaShawn McCoy struggling in Buffalo comes. He flourishes. Every player who's performed there has been very, very fantastic. I'm not saying Kareem Hunt isn't amazing because everything he's shown, he's very good in the passing and the running game. But I think that could be inflated by the system he was playing in, which is the Andy Reid running back system. So now we're going to see him go to, to the Browns and see what he can do. That's another reason why I'm not as high on Kareem Hunt. Well, you made some excellent points there, bringing up how every running back in Kansas City has succeeded. I still think that Hunt has way more talent than the ones that have been there, and he has been even more successful than those running backs there. Yes, he, he was. You're right. My issue is still the whole, like, you're, you're really just, like, handcuffing yourself, and you're going to be potentially making decisions based on not wanting to give up that six fab. So... I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation for sure. Okay. So I think we've probably, again, talked about that for too long. That's fine. No, yeah. no, no, I think that, no that was a good conversation. <laughs> that was a big one. Because that was, was a very yeah. interesting trade. That's the first a time one, we've yeah. had a trade where it's kind of been like that. Yeah. And I think it's easy for Taylor to just bang, even just trade all his fab away right now for a player. And he He's on four. He's got to do something. Yeah, but he could right now, whatever fab he has left, he could be like, I'll give you all this for a player. And then he doesn't have to worry about the shit with, with Brandon at all. Completely wins that trade. I'm not saying that's what Taylor will do, but he could do that. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, And then there was the other trade here. Not going to go too much into it, but it was um, Alex giving up Kyler Murray to Nolan for 13 fab. Yeah, I think it's a fine trade. Just kind of moving a backup quarterback for Alex to Nolan to start. Uh, he's been fine this year he hasn't been fantastic but yeah we're good to move on with that i think it's just a fair trade awesome um now we will go into our recap of last week and we'll start off with my matchup i've already explained earlier i'm outside of the gauntlet now i've been eliminated an absolute embarrassing performance gallup miles to hide from brown 54.32 points so this might be the lowest ever it i don't think it is but it's damn near close. Definitely the lowest this season. It is the lowest this season. Yeah. It just, things did not go well. I faced Andrew just a little bit gay, 110.58 points. And because of all that. Maybe you should pull the fucking trigger. I am pulling the trigger two weeks in a row. That is not the place I want to be. Yeah, that is, uh, honestly, it's not ideal. That's, yeah, two week back to back. I don't know if that's happened before. That's rough. You obviously had some bad breaks in the game and just bad breaks with where your season has gone. My two highest scoring players were my kicker and my defense. <laughs> Jesus. You know you're in a shithole spot. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is they didn't even score that many points. That's the other, exactly. <laughs> that is the other issue. Sly, 12 points. That's fine for a kicker. That's slightly above average. Bills, 8 points. That's not even good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not even that great. Dak Prescott really let me down. 7.62 points. And then just Hyde, 6.4. Miles Sanders, 7.2, which was so disappointing because Jordan Howard had like 24 points. It was so stupid because Sanders is clearly the better running back. He looks so much faster, so much more explosive. He's just not getting those good opportunities like Jordan Howard is. Thielen with only six receptions, or sorry, six receiving yards. Marquise Brown, 22 receiving yards. Um, I had to play Paul Richardson last second. I thought it was going to be a good matchup versus the Giants. No, nope. 14 receiving yards. And then Waller, 5.3, fine. And then John Ross with only 36 receiving yards. Yeah, it's just, tough when he gets The injured. whole lineup was just a garbage show. 
Yeah, that's rough. Uh, obviously not your week. There's a couple things that just didn't go your way. You have some big boomer bust players. You were talking about earlier this season, just you felt like you had an influx of wideouts. You kind of sent them all away, and now it's starting to kind of come back the other way, unfortunately, with some of these injuries, and it's just it's put your roster in a tough position. Well, yeah, when I was talking about how I was like really deep on wide receiver, the only wide receiver I got rid of was Cup. Of course, yeah. now that I've got rid of him, he's had an amazing yeah, week. He's been but I've lost Antonio Brown, I've lost Gallup, and then now I'm losing John Ross as yeah, well. Yeah, that's three receivers. Obviously, an influx at that point. Now you're you're in a tough spot. Which is why getting Geronimo is something very I, need, I needed yeah. to do that. So we'll go to the other side of the roster here. Dalvin Cook, he didn't have a great game against Chicago, but he saved his week. 13 points he got in the end zone, so good for him. Josh Jacobs, 10.8, not bad. Cooper Cup, again, as you are saying, he's been fantastic since you traded him. That was just a, a score fest in, in uh, L.A. versus Tampa Bay, so he got some a piece of that. Will Disley makes a, bit, a fab bet on him, gets a touchdown out of him, who's been fantastic this year. and Yeah, it was just enough for him to win 110 points. Not an unreal week, but clearly more than enough to beat you here this week. Oh, that's that's for damn more sure. More than yeah. double. More than double, which is just absolutely embarrassing. Uh, we'll go on to the next matchup here, which is diarrhea turn to the John Brown, which is Stu, 66.1 points. Again, I thought I had a chance with John Ross on the Monday night game to surpass him. Did not happen. Against Trudeau's blackface, 93.9 points. That's Steve and again, yeah, like just an awful score. Not even over 100 points. Not even close to over 100 points. Still gets an easy victory. Yeah, that's crazy. A big thing, obviously, we were talking about Deshaun Watson going in. He was playing in Carolina. That defense stepped up. Had a fantastic game against him. He only had 11.6 points. A big one that really hurt him was minus 5 points for the Ravens defense against Cleveland. Definitely not what you expected, especially with the Ravens at home. Everyone thinks Ravens great defense. Cleveland, they were struggling on offense, but... It was a week that completely just screwed him over there. He was still down by quite a few points and just didn't have a good week overall, but that hurts to see for sure. On the other side of the ball, big weeks coming from Steve for... He had Jarvis Landry go for 167 yards, which was pretty great. But yeah, He was up balling playing. out before he got injured. Yeah, he was playing fantastic. Now he's out with concussion. Unlikely he's going to play this week, unfortunately, so we'll see what happens there. Quick, I want to say Duke Johnson, more points than Carlos Hyde. I'm, I'm fighting back. Yeah. You're, you're fighting back a little bit, but Hyde it's still not, has a pretty yeah. safe like cushion right now. <laughs> yeah. But both of these players are not playing well. No, like, they're not. And like Duke Johnson, he's starting to get more of the snaps, I think, but neither of them is effective. You're right. So I'm kind of curious to see just they have Houston just in general has had a, a, a tough start to the season. Now they're going to play a couple weaker defenses between Atlanta and Kansas City. And then they have Oakland two weeks after that. So hopefully they can kind of turn it around in that sense. And we'll kind of see. We'll get a better picture of Houston's offense in general, which can definitely help out Stu as well. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, I would love to. Um, the next one is Alex Bolt Gang, 112.2 points versus Fornicating Cousins, which is Danny at 182 points. Both teams going over that 100 mark. Sorry, 100.82. What did I say? You, you said 182. It's just kind oh, of gotcha. a bit confusing. 108 point. Oh, God. 100. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do the talking for this one, Chris. Go All right. for it. Sounds good. So, big one here. Uh, tough week for Josh Allen for Danny going down, getting hurt. Mid game, he obviously had a tough matchup against this um, Patriots defense. Good thing Danny has a Patriots defense. Oh wait, he benched them. 
Oh, he who, who did he play in their place? He played the Rams defense. Oh, good thing they had a good week. A good thing they allowed 49 points. Oh, Jesus, 49 <laughs> points. So, unfortunately for Danny, this would have been enough to push him over. So, Patriots had 26 points. Rams defense only had four points. That would have been enough to give him the win. If he had played them, that definitely hurts a lot. Hey, Danny. We're going double trigger again. <laughs> Danny, oh my goodness. That's Wrong sucks. defense play there, and it absolutely cost you a win. That is huge. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Devin Smith, where I'm putting up a goose egg. Not really expecting much from that, but that always hurts. Uh, Christian Kirk going down with an ankle injury in mid-game definitely hurts. Cortland Sutton, you had a, actually a fantastic week. 62 yards and two touchdowns. He's now had two games over 10 points. He's the 14th overall wide receiver on the on the season. How is Joe Flacco supporting Emmanuel Sanders and Sutton? It makes no I, I no sense to clue. me. They're literally, because they're not supporting any other receiving option. It's yeah. only those two. But like still, it's, it's blowing my mind that they're both playing so well. It's hard to say because I can't see them sticking with Joe Flacco throughout the entire season. I think when Drew Locke is healthy, he's going to take over. Oh, really? You think that like they're, they're going to force Locke in there even if Flacco's doing fine? Well, they're 0-4. Like, yeah, why, right. like what, is, what is good about that? Like, there's, what, what's the harm in giving this rookie a couple shots? I, see, I'm in the boat of allowing a rookie a full season to sit. And if have you no have the opportunity to allow the person to sit the entire season, that is the best thing to do. Patrick Mahomes. That's what they did with him, and they, it clearly is working out amazingly. You need to give these rookies one season. That's been the problem, I think, the last couple of years. Is these teams are just forcing these rookies out there in the first year after like four games, and then they're just getting absolutely destroyed. Their confidence is ruined, and their whole career is over, okay. essentially. So I want to just go quick on the other side of that whole argument. So Peyton Manning, I'm not saying Drew Locke is Peyton Manning because he's not, but Peyton Manning played his, his rookie season, was absolute trash. He got owned. He got picked off all season. The coach was like, don't worry about it. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's our guy of the future. He's got this. Relax. Manning is also a genius. I'm not saying... Yeah, exactly. He's not Drew Locke. Or he's Peyton Manning. He's completely different. But there is an argument to say, let's give this guy a shot. He needs to learn on the field. He can make some mistakes out there. He's still our guy. It's okay to make mistakes. I guess. So if he's you, going into a position... full absolute confidence, yeah. then I guess it can still and that's, work out I think end, that's the but... way you can do it here. Like, listen, we suck anyways... Go out there, Drew. Give it a shot. If you make mistakes, you make mistakes. And then you can kind of learn. In I guess if the expectations that you're not going to win, like you tell him, I don't care if we win or not. I just want you to get some snaps. I guess yeah. it depends on how you handle the situation. If I was a coach, I would sit my rookie quarterback for an entire season. Yeah, and there, clearly there's been penny, plenty of uh, situations where that's worked well. Aaron Rodgers is another one, too. Yeah. Just give him a couple of years to learn. And So there, I don't think there's a right way to do it. But I think if you're going to throw that guy in, just give him a chance. Be like, listen... Fuck up. It's okay. Let's see how it goes. Fair enough. All right. On the other side, let's talk about Alex's <laughs> roster. Let's go from that aside there. Um, Christian McCaffrey, again, even with this low-scoring game from, from uh, Carolina, they only put up 16 points total. He had 23.9 points. A man in the rushing and the receiving game scoring. He's, he's just a monster. He's amazing. He's a manimal out there. He just runs that whole offense. And now with... Uh, the clown Cam Newton not on the field <laughs> that team is actually functioning properly and things are going to look even better so yeah like I, I like the change they've made I appreciate that Cam has actually not been a dumbass and said 
I actually can't play football. My foot is in so much pain, I can't run. Oh, so let's keep putting me out there? No, I'm actually gonna make the decision to tell my coaches the truth, mm-hmm. tell them that I can't run, and then actually take a seat and let my team succeed without me. So they have, the next two weeks, they're gonna have Jacksonville, then Tampa Bay, then a bye. I think in week eight is when it's gonna be when Cam, I think he's targeting to come back that week, and I, I think agree. he can come back that week. There's gonna be a downtick in the receivers until then, and an uptick in Christian McCaffrey. Just in general, once I don't, I don't even see a, a big drop when when Christian McCaffrey starts playing with Cam again. But these receivers are going to struggle for the next few weeks. I don't think they're going to struggle for the next few weeks. You don't think they? No, are? I think they're in a better situation passing wise right oh, now. Oh no, they they crushed Arizona clearly, but they both receivers and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel really struggled last week. I still think a it's a better defense. situation. All right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes because they again the, after this they're going to play Jacksonville. They're a bit up in the air as far as their with uh, Jalen Ramsey, but we'll see. I'm, I'm scared about DJ Moore as, as being a part of my team right now. Fair enough. Well, the next matchup here is my Nick is getting chubby, which is you, 127 points. Yes. Big week, yes. highest scoring on the week. Congratulations to Second highest scoring to, to Nolan had 0.54 more than me. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and then we had everybody stay calm, which is 99.3 points for Taylor, the 0-4 squad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you had to get this win off of Taylor. Yeah, it was a huge one for me. As we kind of talked about earlier, we had Nick Chubb go off. He had 36.3 points, 165 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and then 18 receiving yards. He busted out that huge 88 receiver, or rushing yard touchdown. That was sweet to see. Yeah, that was. he didn't even really do anything. No, he just kind of hit a hole ran very robotically fairly quickly down the field and it was a touchdown fastest touchdown like fastest touchdown of the season so far so I, that's pretty sweet I'm not, I'm not that surprised but when I was watching him run he just seemed very rigid he like, did he yeah like, he's the ball he's like yeah it's exactly what I was thinking the same thing he went all the way it was a nice touchdown for him wasn't even touched really yeah and yeah 36 points for you that's fantastic you also had um Robert Woods finally show up for you again. That's, is that that's nice? He didn't get find the end zone, but 164 receiving yards, and in that game where there's so many points scored, he, you, you gotta assume he's gonna get some yards. Yeah, for sure. So that was nice to see Austin Hooper putting up 130 receiving yards for me. On let me just double check on the targets he had. So nine catches on 11 targets, which is fantastic to get for your tight end. And then I had Daryl Williams score 15.6 points, only 13 rushing yards, but he scored twice, and then he had 43 receiving yards. Enough for me, as we had kind of talked about earlier. I had some concerns over him, and he was going to be a rental and all that kind of stuff. And I think he might be done because Damien is supposed to be returning this week. Yeah, he's already practiced full, so like exactly he, the rental's over. But I had it was I got a win. I'm going to give up that 13 fab for a win any day oh, of the week. Oh, absolutely for sure. Yeah. And then yeah, so that's kind of the main guys. Steelers defense went off for Taylor, getting up uh, 28 points, which is fantastic. Fortunately, it wasn't enough for him. Daniel Jones 14.3. Not not what you wanted out of him, but especially against be, Washington. Yeah, but there's going to be some rookie growing pains. He had a bit of rough luck with Marlon Mack, only getting 39 receiving yards. A bit of an ankle issue, a bit of a running into a game script issue as well, where they started to put Nine Hines in the field a bit more. But it is what it is. Yeah, so I'm okay with moving on to the next match. If you are, yeah, um, the next one was Fraser. I shower with my socks with only 76.28 points, and then. He lost to Cook, Baker, touchdown maker, 127.54 points for Nolan, getting that first victory. 
He's feeling good. He had uh, Kyler Murray going for 16.34 points. So that trade that we talked about did happen just before um, mm-hmm. the last week's games. Um, but he had James Conner for 18.5 points. And then Ronald Jones, who's a scary start, but he's been doing just fine, 14.2 points. And then Devontae Adams before the injury, 180 receiving yards, no touchdowns. But that's what really uh, carried him through except for the Bears defense that they've just been amazing. It's been the the Bears defense and it's been the Patriots who have just been so successful. 23 points the last two weeks. They face Oakland this week, so it's probably going to continue for them. And yeah, uh, especially yeah, I Nolan's going to feel a little too. bit better. Yeah, he's got to be feeling a bit better. I think a big thing with Nolan, we were all worried about his second running back, who it was going to be. He had Jordan Howard on the bench go off. He had three touchdowns. That that sucks, but he still got the win, so it's okay. But Ronald Jones has looked a bit better this year. I think. Far better than anyone had kind of projected at the beginning of the year. So he's kind of showing that maybe he's enough. He's kind of taking over that situation. It's hard to say. It's going back and forth. But if if it was me, I'd be playing Ronald Jones throughout this now, even over Jordan Howard. So Fraser dropping that 44 fab on Wayne Gallman. He got 21.8 points. Yeah, big Absolutely week. big one. Couldn't get him the win, though. And now with all this Saquon talk of him coming back so early... I don't. I, I was mentioning the concern over that much fab for a guy that's not going to produce. I thought they were going to pick somebody else up. They ended up not doing that. But Gallman, amazing week. He'll probably still have one more good week, and then it might be over for him again. Yeah, even so. So even if Saquon comes back the next week, they're going to be playing New England. I don't think, it, regardless of who that running back is, they're going to get swamped. That defense looks incredible. And then... Honestly, if, so if I'm just looking at this schedule, I'm probably going to hold out Saquon for New England because I don't think you're going to beat New England either way. Fair enough. So hold it out and then let him back for, let him loose against Arizona the next week. So maybe you get two more weeks. That being said, it's tough matchups, Minnesota, then New England. So that, that hurts. Yeah, that's for sure. And the rest of his team did not really produce for him. Matt Ryan with only a little over 15 points. Derrick Henry still doing his thing. That's, that's slightly over 10 points. He hasn't burned you really. We thought mm-hmm. it would be a boom bust. He hasn't really busted much, so it's no, been he's really been good. good for he's him. Been very good. Um, David Montgomery only a six point seven. The disappointment so far with uh, David Montgomery has been quite high, and you're just waiting for that breakout time. He, his snaps have been slowly going up, and I still see a very bright future for him. But it's just where is it? Like we just give him that touchdown, give him a bit more opportunities, um, and it's hopefully going to work out for. David Montgomery in the future. Yeah, and you're right because like you can see the path to success. He's involved in the running and the receiving game. Like he could be a star. When is it going to happen? And you're just kind of holding him back. He's just not performing out yet. Uh, I think brighter days are going to be ahead, but it's just not there yet for him. For sure. Um, are you cool with going on to this last recap matchup, yeah, which is walking one. over to Mahomes, ninety-five point five points for Brandon, and then Golden Girls, one hundred twenty point three eight points for Ben. Great stuff for Ben. Again, he's been the powerhouse of the year. Um, Brandon has had good weeks. This time, couldn't break that 100-point mark. And uh, really, it was Mahomes. Mahomes only had 18 points. Yeah, Just like worst, last worst year, the Warlock lives off of Mahomes' success. No passing touchdowns, which is an absolute shock for Mahomes. It helped you out because your guy got two rushing touchdowns. Yes, it did. Yeah, but right. 315 pass yards, 54 rush yards. That, those 54 rush yards are very nice. Um, and then he had the Frank Gore go for a little, little over 100 yards. Todd Gurley really showing up for him, 19 points. Galladay, which he's now, now on Ben's team, had 18 yeah. points. And then the rest were uh, basically under five. 
Yeah, the tough part is like just in general with uh, Mahomes. I just want to quick talk about that like Detroit game. That was insane. I don't think anyone expected Detroit to go out there and play with these guys, let alone they should have won this game if it wasn't for that carry-on Johnson fumble on the goal line. You're right. So that's, that's just crazy in general. I'm wondering if there's going to be now a blueprint on how to stop Patrick Mahomes. They kind of show now New England's been able to do it um, in general for a little while when they were in the playoffs against some Patrick Mahomes in the late in game. He went off. It didn't matter. But now we have a Belichick disciple Holding Patrick Mahomes in check, but the team just still, they scored 34 points. Like, yeah. fuck. You can't stop these guys. That offense is just too good. Uh, when it came down to it, they were able to win. So, yeah, that's, I guess I just kind of rambled a bit about that. I just wanted to talk about that. Just because Detroit surprised me how well they performed. Austin Eckler for Ben. Still 24.2 points. Amazing week for him. Just extremely balanced 60 rush yards 62 receiving yards and a touchdown for a rush and a reception probably going to be starting to drop down now that Melvin Gordon Mm -hmm. yes Melvin Gordon was active I don't think anybody expected him to actually play it was more of an emergency situation but next week I think he's probably going to have a little over 10 snaps I think Melvin Gordon's going to have 12 snaps sorry 12 touches okay Um, it's more more than 12 snaps sorry he's going to have 12 touches which is going to start eating into Eckler and then the next week after that, I think the job's going to go back to Melvin. But Eckler has been so good. I don't think the team can take away his that much from him right now. Yeah, it's hard to say, and it makes it tough on Ben. Who is he going to start next week? Do you start both? It's, it's hard to say. I think you probably can't go wrong starting either one this week. But you're right, it's going to go, go the other way. But it's going to cause him some benefit in the sense that he has security there, but also a headache on trying to figure out who's going to store Score because you're right, Eckler is just he's been fantastic so far this year. Yeah, and then he had Aaron Rodgers go for twenty nine point four eight points, and that player is now on Taylor. So yeah, there's a lot of players that scored a lot of points this week that got moved around in that big trade. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Ben has Lamar Jackson, so I guess that's why he felt good about getting rid of Aaron. Um, and he's gonna, I guess he's gonna try and ride Lamar for the rest of the time. Lamar did have thirty points on his bench, so he technically played the wrong quarterback by 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 like point something yeah, points so not yeah. a big deal um so yeah it's a lot, li- really interesting matchup that happened here ben came out with the win and it's gonna be interesting to see how the, both these teams look in the future because they've just made a three-way trade together yeah all right now we can kind of move on i think to this next week we'll do our picks adam do you want to kind of let us know how we did last week yeah um oh i like that yeah, exactly I, like you like, I know you like that sound for sure um, last week, I only got two wins and you had four. Nice. So the two that we had different, you were successful That's on fantastic. and I was not. So that brings the grand total of 15 wins for you and 12 wins for me. So now That's I am good. three behind. Really um, I'm still not panicking. It's only three. Yeah, I, can still, I can definitely chip away at that. Lost. Um, but yeah, it's still not great to be down at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of season to play, so I'm not going to make any rash decisions. But I need some wins on this one for sure. For sure. How about we start off with uh, your matchup here? We got Taylor. Everybody stay calm. The 0-14 versus you. Gallup to Miles. Sorry, Gallup Miles to Hyde from Brown. So who's going to get the win here? This is a big one. Two teams that obviously things aren't going right for you yet. Yeah. So we're not going to go through every single lineup like we usually do. Um, we'll maybe highlight time-wise, a few players yeah. that we think just for time-wise because we are kind of at that hour mark here. and We don't want to go too crazy here. Um, but I do have Dak versus Green Bay. I think he's going to have a bounce back week. Um, and then 
I have Gallup in my flex right now. He might play, he might not. I just really like that stack. I kind of need that stack to be successful, yeah. I think. But we'll kind of see how he's feeling before that game. Um, and it's really the Geronimo Allison play. I think I need him to be successful. Not too successful, so Aaron, Aaron is amazing, but it'll definitely help me out if I'm getting those big points off of Aaron Rodgers' throws. For sure. Because that'll limit Taylor's success against me. Um, and then I got Brita coming in against Cleveland. I'm happy about that one. Long story short, I'm going to have more confidence in myself. I've barely picked my team at all. Right now, I think Taylor is projected to beat me by around 15 points, 15 plus points. I don't care about those projections. I have confidence in my team. Taylor is 0-4. I have a win. I'm going to keep it that way. Taylor is not going to get a win this week. I am picking myself to win. Okay, so I want to just talk about a few players on, on Taylor's team. Aaron Rodgers at Dallas. It's going to be, I think he can be okay. It's not great. He has an upgrade at quarterback now. Stefan Diggs right now in his starting lineup against the Giants. On paper, it looks like a great matchup. But that's a confusing situation right now. It seems like Diggs is being a bit of a drama queen. Just skipped last yesterday's practice. Then he comes today. He's like, "Oh yeah, I want to play on the weekend if they'll let me." But like, you can't you can't do that to the team. But it also could turn the way of squeaky wheel gets the grease and he gets hyper targeted. But speaking of the squeaky wheel, Thielen was also complaining after exactly. the last game. He's in my starting lineup. Who is the squeakiest? Who's gonna get it? I think Kirk likes Thielen a little bit more. I think yeah. he likes the way that Thielen has handled himself in this situation and I would hope that he's going to reward Thielen over Diggs for his behavior that's possible but I don't think so okay say it goes the other way I think Diggs loses his shit and I don't think Thielen does so maybe he's just like trying to keep the peace I prefer it goes to Thielen I have Thielen in a different league and I just I like Thielen more just in general but I'm just it's it's a it'll be very situation. yeah it's very interesting that we have both of those wide receivers that are not happy with the passing situation yeah, exactly. in Minnesota. So yeah, you're right. If it goes one way, that could be the difference in our matchup. And then Marlon Mack uh, injured his ankle last today. week, hasn't practiced yet. That hurts. It could be a, a game script thing too, where they use Naeem Hines more. It's tough to say that could hurt him for sure. But you kind of talked about you had a bit of confidence in Dak this week, and I'm I'm not so sure I do. I think the way to beat Green Bay's defense is going to be running the ball that's going to be focusing on Zeke Elliott with Tyron Smith out of the starting lineup last time we saw that it was not good for Dak yeah that makes me very nervous I'm not gonna lie yeah we we have a different offensive coordinator now a more successful offensive coordinator in my mind so we'll see if that can turn it around but that gives me a bit of fear I'm gonna go the other way I'm gonna take Taylor and and get his first win yeah I'm hoping that you're gonna take him because that gives me a chance to potentially get that win a double win win for the league win for the weekly pickums um, last player to talk about for Taylor's team that I am nervous about is Joe Mixon versus Arizona. I think Joe Mixon's going to have an excellent week, so i got to hope that I can yeah, somehow I um, keep up with uh, that big week from Mixon. Yeah, and then um, David Johnson against Cincinnati will probably have a good week too. Just exactly. those guys playing against each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we will go on to the next matchup here, um, which is I shower with my socks, Fraser versus just a little bit gay, Andrew. Um Fraser's roster here, he's got Derrick Henry versus Buffalo's defense. So this could be one of those games where Henry doesn't have his explosion, but they're giving him so many carries. It doesn't seem like he's going to have any sort of a bust type of week. David Montgomery's playing Oakland, which is a very plus matchup for sure. Um, Julio's going against Houston, which should be a high scoring game. 
good things for Julio for sure. And then we got Larry versus versus Cincinnati. Um, so those are the guys that I think are going to be really good for Fraser. And on the other end, we do have Tom Brady for Andrew against Washington. Could be one of those situations where they're up by so much that he doesn't have to throw anymore. Or he gets all those passing touchdowns in the beginning and he has a great week. So that'll yeah. be something to watch for sure. Um, and then he has Juju Smith-Schuster. He's kind of aggravated a little bit of a toe issue. Um, he is playing Baltimore's defense, which has not been that good, especially their secondary. So the health is a concern for Juju, but it is a pretty good matchup. So it's going to be tough for Andrew this week, especially with Josh Jacobs going against Chicago's defense. Yeah, so he has Robbie Anderson in his starting lineup too. I think that one, it's against Philly, a very beatable secondary. It's going to definitely depend on if Darnold plays, I think, and that's going to depend if he'll start him as well. So that's a tough spot. Uh, Dalvin Cook, again, against New York Giants, looks like a pretty good situation. I think that should light it up. Um, I'm going to take Andrew to win here. Yeah, and that is seemingly the safe bet. You have the guy that's 3-1 and one versus 1-3. One and three. Um, But... You're going to go the other way? I think I am actually going to go the other okay. way. I think it's going to be... Yes, I'm doing it. I'm, okay. I'm pulling it. Fraser, I have confidence in you this week. You're going to take Andrew down. Let's do it, buddy. I got right. you. Standing by his best man, eh? All right, let's see. Okay, let's move on to the next one here. Let's do my matchup. Sure. So we got my Nick is getting chubby, my team versus Danny fornicating cousins. So Danny's had a he's had some injury issues. I'm, I'm feeling for the guy right now. On his bench right now, he has A.J. Green, Drew Brees, Christian Kirk, Josh Allen, TJ Hawkinson, who's hurt but also on bye, and then he has a Rams defense, but that's just, it's tough when you have that many injured players on your defense. He has to kind of put together a different roster that he doesn't necessarily want to do. We kind of already talked about Baker Mayfield starting for him against San Francisco on Monday night. Going down to Monday always kind of stresses me out, especially with a player who can make such a big impact at the quarterback position. Um, We don't know if TY is going to play. He says he's fine, but he also... And it looks like he practiced in a limited fashion today. So I think T.Y. probably plays, which can definitely help Danny out there. And his running backs, Carson against L.A. and then Fournette against Carolina. Could do some stuff. Kamara against Tampa Bay should light it up. Uh, On my side, Sony Michelle hasn't been performing very well, but he has a pretty plus matchup against Washington. Hopefully he scores for me. Uh, Robert Woods against Seattle. That defense doesn't scare me. Hopefully we can do something. And then Will Fuller, I, I really need him to light it up a bit here. How are you feeling about Mostert there? So you, you have Coleman yeah. on your bench there. So if Coleman is going to play this week, who do you start? Honestly, I don't know yet. It's okay. going to be tough because he, he practiced today. I was hoping he just wouldn't play for another week Yeah, because that would make my situation a lot easier. But he practiced today, limited participant, it, like it's it's hard to figure out I and I don't know because I don't have an answer right now I have Mostert in it, it might change gotcha um, who are you pick, picking in this matchup here um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself against Danny's injured squad yeah I'm seeing Danny's all of his injuries there and I'm also gonna go with you Chris alright got some support this is I think the first week that we've Either of us has picked me, and we both picked me, which is <laughs> yeah, that is quite interesting. There, it's just one of those things. Uh, Danny's getting the dilly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has Patriots defense against Washington. Which, yeah, no, that should be pretty sweet. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Because like again, I could lose to just his defense. Um, okay, next one. Who are we doing? Uh, we'll go diarrhea. Turn the John Brown stew versus walking over to Mahomes, which is Brandon. 
And Stu's uh, roster here, he has Deshaun, hopefully with a bounce back versus Atlanta's defense. Um, he's got Ezekiel Elliott versus Green Bay. As you mentioned, the Green Bay's defense seems the way to beat them is by the run. So, mm-hmm. again, I'm kind of expecting a big week there. I'm hoping that it's going to be Dak tossing him a few short passes and then he makes things happen with it. Yep. That would be a perfect possible, world for yeah. me. Um, but then he's got Edelman versus Washington, another great matchup there. And Mark Andrews, who seems like he's going to play against Pittsburgh. Those are the matchups that I am liking on his side. And on the other end, it is Mahomes versus Indy, which is should be... Mahomes is going to get a touchdown. Yeah, like gonna, last week, he didn't have yeah, a touchdown. No he's going to have at least one or two. Um, he's got Bell versus Philly, which is going to be tough because especially if Dan- Darnold doesn't play, they're always going to try and stop the run on Bell there. So that's not looking great. Um, but he... <laughs> I, I predicted the bounce back from Sammy Watkins last week. It did not happen. He's facing Indy. I'm going to tell you now it's going to happen. I think Sammy Watkins is going to have his bounce back. I know I said it last week. It's going to happen this week. And that stack for Brandon is going to be very, very nice. Um, the rest of it there is kind of whatever. Um, he does have Jalen Samuels in his flex versus Baltimore. If they go with that wild cut again, I kind of like that play. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. So he has Deontay Johnson and Jalen Samuels. I think two players that were on waivers at least last week or not the past few weeks. They haven't definitely haven't been starters. He now has them in his starting lineup, and this is kind of an effect of him giving up all those players and getting all that fab, right? Yeah. That being said, it's a plus matchup. You're right against Baltimore's defense, so maybe they can do something. Deontay Johnson scored two weeks in a row, but that's been on just a the only bomb of the game that Mason Rudolph throws. He gets it. Obviously, he's showing some connection there. He could do something. Brandon's a warlock. Who knows? I'm having honestly, I'm having a tough time picking this matchup because I do think Deshaun Watson's going to light up Atlanta too. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, also in the same boat here. We got two powerful quarterbacks with good situations. I think both these teams are going to score a lot this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Stu. <sighs> Stu, yeah, darn. Um, I don't want to pick Brandon because I don't like Brandon. So how dare right, Brandon? You, you take Stu, I'll take Brandon. I don't. Is really that what we're gonna do? Uh, here? No, but I want to take Stu. Okay, no, we can both take Stu. Right, we do, we do, both yeah, take we still Stu. have. We, take we still have two difference already, yeah, so we're fine. Right, I do yeah. want to go with Stu, and okay. it sounds like you do as well. So fuck the warlock. We're going with Stu. <laughs> I do think that's going to be a high scoring matchup. Yeah, that, that's that's my matchup of the week for sure. That's going to be a really cool one to watch yeah all right next we've got bolt gang which is alex versus golden girls ben these two boys are trying to figure it out um looking at golden girls starting lineup right now he i think he's playing a couple mind games because he doesn't have a starting running back or a starting flex player yet it makes it a bit confusing to kind of project this out because he has a bunch of players that he could play on his bench who really knows he's got mccoy <laughs> Dar- or uh, damian williams melvin gordon and austin eckler all just kind of sitting there and I think he makes he wants to make Alex sweat a little bit here, which uh, I fully support. Make it uh, get some mind games in there. Ben does like to do this. So There'll be often where he'll have nobody in his starting lineup at all. Yeah. Um. So I'm fine with it. I'm I'm cool with the situation. It does make it hard on us to try and pick who's going to win. Um. But Alex is going with Jameis Winston this week because. Uh, Philip Rivers plays in Denver, and I guess he's scared of the Denver defense. Mm, I would, I would be going the other way because I think I get Jameis Winston's looked fantastic the past few weeks, but so has New Orleans defense. Sometimes those divisional matchups can be tough, and I just think New Orleans definitely just needs to rely on their defense now with Teddy Bridgewater to His win. His team games. name is Bolt Gang. What is going on? Where are his bolts? He's got a singular bolt. He's got a singular bolt in his lineup, so it's it just he should change his name to Bolt. 
Yeah, just bolt. Not bolt gang, just bolt. Yeah. Um, who do you who are you liking? I guess the most on the bolt team. Um, I think you you always have to like Christian McCaffrey, even though he's going to have a more difficult matchup against Jacksonville. Their defense has kind of stepped up with Gardner Minshew in there. They're trying to play better. They've played. They have been playing quite well on defense. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not because I don't really like Sterling Shepard versus Minnesota. That's a tough passing game. Uh, Keenan Allen, if he gets covered by uh, Chris Harris, which he should, that makes a tough matchup. So he he does have a few tough matchups just in general. Mm-hmm. But I think Aaron Jones will probably light it up against Dallas because they just can't rely on the passing game the same way, especially. And then Jamal Williams being out, he should be relied on more. I agree. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a good nice week. Yeah, I think uh, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, so the the two Baltimore players who have been really lighting it up for, for Ben going into Pittsburgh, I think is actually a, a very difficult matchup to play. Pittsburgh defense has been looking better. And just in general, playing a divisional matchup, these two teams hate each other. They're going to step up and try and play better. That's on both sides, but I think it's going to be a hard matchup just going on the road into Pittsburgh. Um, well, I'm having a hard time. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna still take Ben. His his team's just been lighting it up too much. Yeah, I have it ran down already that I'm yeah. taking Ben. I was hoping it's, that you'd go on the other end, but yeah, it's just, it, yeah. It, it's and then the another week, the consistency of Ben's team is just way too good. He's got really good options. I'm going with Ben as well. This is the number one versus number two team as far as uh, after four weeks. So that's pretty exciting too. That's a big matchup. Last one we got Nolan Cook Baker touchdown maker versus Steve Trudeau's blackface. So we have, for, for Nolan's team, some of the big guys to kind of mention, he's going to be starting uh, Jordan Howard. He put Ronald Jones to his bench. Oh, no, to his flex as of right now. Uh, against the Jets, I think that's a pretty plus matchup. If it goes Jordan Howard's way, that's pretty nice. Kyler Murray going into Cincinnati, I think, can have quite a bit of success yep. there. Uh, on the road's never easy, but I think that's a pretty weak defense that he can kind of take advantage of. And I think Travis Kelsey playing Indianapolis is going to be in a pretty good spot as well. Yeah. Um, Josh Gordon. I, sorry, I don't know if you mentioned that. No, he's a good one to bring yeah, up too. So yeah. He's facing Washington. Yeah, um, that's a, I know he's been limited at practice, but it's a really good matchup. I'm seeing good things there. Boyd versus Arizona. Kelsey versus Indy. Um, things are looking pretty good on mm-hmm. the Cook-Baker touchdown maker side. That's um, matchups, for yeah. Steve... The Rams' defense has been looked really bad. We'll see what Russell Wilson does tonight. It could be a really big game for him. Um, he has Duke Johnson versus Atlanta's weak defense. Um, and Mike Evans versus New Orleans. So right now, he does have Jarvis Landry in the starting lineup. Not probably going to play from everything that I've been reading. Um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Be what, so he has Mike Williams, the Chargers wide receiver, also in his flex. He's having back issues. Um, he was limited at practice, so maybe he'll play, but it's not looking fantastic for him there. And his bench is not looking amazing. There's nobody got no great guys to kind of flip in there. So it's this might be the time where Steve's roster catches up with him. I hope it does. Like Nolan has had a couple rough weeks, but his his matchups look fantastic here. And yeah, you're right. I think this this great luck streak of Steve's is going to come to an end here, and I'm going to give the win to Nolan. I am also going with Nolan on this one. Um, I dare I say this is my lock of the week. Lock I, of the I, week. This is the one where I I would just be shocked and appalled if Steve wins this one. Um, I think Nolan. He's had a, a lot of bad luck over the last couple of well, last two years really. 
Um, he did get his win last week. I think it's going to continue. He's going to have a two-win streak. So I'm picking Nolan. Congratulations, buddy. I like, I like the idea of a lock of the week. I'm going to throw out Gould, just a kid of a gay, as my lock of the week because I think they're going to win. Oh, really? So, yep. Okay, so that was the one where I have we're Fraser. Both, yeah, we're on the other one, side, so. and I'm going with a lock there. Wow. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to keep track of that yeah, we and should, uh, we see should, what happens. Yeah, and we should try and do that every week. I like the idea of a lock of the week. All right, cool. I guess we just added a new thing to the podcast. That's fantastic. Um, it has been a little bit of a longer one. Not our longest one of all time, but it's definitely reaching there. So Yeah, we, yeah I think we kind of realized we were going way too long at the beginning and tried to speed it up a bit. So Yeah, so we'll hope you enjoy the podcast. Hopefully you get some extra information about players, the everything that's going on in the Balls Deep Fantasy Football League. Again, love you boys. I hope you enjoyed. Do you have any closing remarks, Chris? No, I think I hope you guys enjoyed the, um, the episode. We kind of went in depth on a, a lot of different things. I'm curious if I'm going to take some heat on that Kareem Hunt take. We'll see. I think there's going to be some people who are completely on the other side of I am there. So I'm kind of hoping that spurs some discussion in our league. But thank you guys again for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed it. All right. Fuck you, Brendan.